Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hello and welcome to Sexology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali, and you are listening to our continued conversation about improving your sexual skills. During next three months, every single week, we're going to focus on helping you to learn, improve one of the sexual skills that you guys are requested. Last week, we talked about cunnilingus, and this week, we're going to talk about fellatio. But before I tell you more about this episode, I wanted to invite you that if you have not downloaded the checklist of nine of my favorite ways to invigorate your sex life tonight, make sure you're downloading it right now. During holiday, I went through all of the resources checklists that I had and I chose nine of the best foreplay ideas that I got from my clients, from my personal life, and I put them in action and I chose the best ones for you. And I hope that it brings you lots of excitement. It's completely free. It's my gift to you. All you need to do is head to head over to our show notes and download it right now. Today, we're going to talk about oral sex, as I mentioned. In this episode, we're going to talk about how you can give a killer blowjob and also enjoy it because at times I hear from my clients that they feel unsure of their skills, they're uncomfortable, they don't feel comfortable with the position. So we're going to tell you all the tips and tricks and details of what you need to do to improve your skill because many people don't like to give blowjobs because they just don't don't like to do it when they are not good at it. One of my clients, she was telling me at high school, she got ridiculed by boyfriend then about lack of skill. So you don't need to worry about skill anymore. We teach you everything you would need to know. Our guest today is going to be Dr. Allison Ash. She is a trauma-informed sex and intimacy coach and educator, Stanford University lecturer, author, and founder of TurnOn.Love. As a sociologist with a PhD from Stanford, she has comprehensive understanding of the complex societal challenges that often lead to unsatisfying and disempowering sexual experiences. She designs workshops, courses, and retreats and offers individuals and couples coaching to give others the tool to discover their desires and confidently pursue them. She has a couple of the courses coming up. If you're interested to learn more about her offering, make sure you are checking out those courses. The link to them is going to be in the show notes. Before we go to our episode today, I would like to take a minute and thank our sponsors, Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth is a premium bamboo bedding and loungewear company. As you guys know, I only promote products that I love. And they sent me sets of sheets because we were talking about them being sponsors. And I love those sheets. They're super soft. They're temperature regulated. And they have 10-year warranty. So if you are interested to check out their sheets, make sure you are heading to CozyEarth.com forward slash 
discount forward slash sexology. And if you put the promo code sexology, you get 40% off of all the products. So make sure you're using our code if you're interested to get their products. All right, without further ado, here's my conversation with Dr. Allison Ash. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I am excited and honored to have Dr. Allison Ash back in our show. Dr. Allison, welcome to our show. Thanks. I love being here. It's so great to be back. I am very excited to have you back. And last time we talked about cunnilingus or eating pussy. And today we're talking about Palatio. I always am super conscious of how I pronounce it. Do I pronounce it correctly? You pronounce it wonderfully. <laughs> Very sexy, in fact. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell me, actually, I have a question. So with the blowjob, would it be only for men considered to be a blowjob or for women is a blowjob too? Like, I, I, like as you see, it's my second language. So <laughs> what yes. is the correct terminology? I think when most people think of blowjob, they think about oral sex on a penis or maybe a dildo or strap-on. Awesome. Great, great. So tell us if we want to give a killer blowjob, because it's easier for me to pronounce that. (laughs) What are some of the overall tips that you have for people? Well, I think that one of the things that's really important is to find your enjoyment in giving. I think the reality is when it comes to fellatio or giving blowjobs is that there are so many cultural messages, particularly in heterosexual dynamics that can have women feel disempowered when they're giving oral sex or feel performative or like they're giving it in a way that doesn't feel like it's coming from a genuine desire and longing to give. It comes from a place of feeling pressure or receiving cultural messaging that we need to do this in order to have our lover like us or be interested in us or whatever other kind of messaging we can receive that can create some of those experiences of pressure. And so when I'm working with someone who may be new to giving blowjobs or maybe hasn't really enjoyed it too much in their past, I really want to help them figure out what do they enjoy about it? What about it can have them feel really empowered? Do they like to feel like a tease? Do they like to feel competent and in control? Can they learn how to touch for their own pleasure? What is it about the cock that turns you on or the testicles or any other region down there? And can you even maybe get to a place where you can worship the cock? What would it be like to just give so much gratitude and pleasure to this part of your lover's body that brings you so much pleasure? And to kind of create that kind of relationship with not just their penis, but with the art of giving good head is something that you get to enjoy, not something that you have to do. I think you nail it in so many different places that that you're right that I hear from many of my female clients that they say like, you know, I like when I think about blowjob, I think about like middle school, like the boys that they were kind of like were taking advantage of me. It was disempowering, dismissive, all kind of that kind of energy. And sometimes the images that people see in mainstream, mainstream porn also has that kind of messaging. It could be if you want it to be, but if for, for, for you, you can find something, as you mentioned, that's empowering and exciting. And I know that in the previous episode on Conolingus, you were talking about showing your appreciation and excitement. And I know that there are many 
penis owners that they are uncomfortable around this, especially if it's a new lover, their size, that, that the, how does it look? And that gets in the way of kind of like them experiencing pleasure. So I think if, if you are appreciating your lover, I think it's wonderful to tell them. I think that's, that can be very empowering and hot. Yeah. And it's vulnerable to receive oral sex, regardless if you have a penis or a pussy, right? Like it's vulnerable. And so we want to have the receiver be at ease and to know that you're enjoying giving because then they're going to be able to enjoy receiving that much more. Amazing. So tell us where should we start? Like, how do we know where is a good place to start? Well, I think that people with penises oftentimes want warm up, just like people with pussies, though maybe there is some truth to that kind of stereotype that men or people with penises need less warm up. (laughs) But I think that if we're thinking about teasing and warm up, caressing the body, the neck and the ear are always great places, nipples for everyone, you can tease with your own body with your breasts with your with your pussy, you can grind and rub, you can grab their ass, massaging and caressing their thighs and butt. All of that are wonderful techniques for warm up. And again, you want to communicate with your partner, figure out what do they like. I've had some lovers that love having their nipples licked. And then I've had other other lovers where it tickles them or it feels uncomfortable and they don't like it. And then I think that when you are ready to move to the penis, if the cock isn't fully hard, then you can still just take your time pleasure even if it is fully hard taking your time caressing it teasing it kissing it licking it spending some time with it can be really sweet before you move into I'm going to give head now (laughs) (laughs) and if the cock isn't hard I love playing this game uh, with my partner called the soft game and the way that that works is I'll put his penis in my mouth and we'll sometimes we'll time it if we really want to be silly with the game around how long can he make it before getting hard in my mouth. And I'm not trying to do a whole lot. I'm just having his penis in my mouth. And it's really fun. It's, it gamifies it. As soon as you make it incentivized to not have to get hard right away, it's so much easier to get hard. And then it's just also really, I think play can be very bonding and intimate as well. Such a great idea. I haven't heard about it, but I think that's amazing. That like, it also sometimes helps us to get out of our mind and have this pressure of, oh God, what if I'm not hard? If what's going to happen? All of that versus kind of like playing into kind of here and now let's, let's do some fun game. I think that's, that's very powerful. One of the challenges that some women have is around that this gag reflex. Actually, I got two questions this week about that. It's like, I want to do this. I'm just uncomfortable. I feel like, you know, I'm suffocating. So what are suggestions that you have around that? Yes. Well, I think that first of all, oral sex on a on a penis or dildo or something like that doesn't have to mean that the penis is all the way in your mouth. If you're feeling like you're gagging or it's suffocating you, then maybe you're just kissing or licking the shaft, or maybe you're playing with the head of the penis um, and using your hands along the shaft. There are ways in which you can practice 
receiving something in your mouth and get more used to it and get more familiar with it over time. And you can actually work with the gag reflex as well. One thing that I recommend folks who are specifically wanting to work on their gag reflex is to take a, a soft toothbrush. And what you're really wanting to do is get your soft palate used to contact, to sensation, to touch. So you can take a soft toothbrush and kind of reach to the back of your mouth and make contact with different areas. If you start to gag, you can pull out a little bit. So you're not actually trying to gag, you're just trying to get your mouth used to this experience of relaxing, of breathing through your nose, and a sense that this sensation doesn't mean something's wrong. So also having some sort of mantra, just breathe, relax, let it in, see, whatever it is that's going to work for you, that's going to help your body feel calm and not go into a panic mode that then can have you feel more anxiety around something potentially suffocating you. And to realize that if you're doing these desensitization practices, it can take about a month of, you know, almost daily practice with a toothbrush. And so just give it some time. Beautiful. Again, such a great practical advice. And I know sometimes people are able to kind of manage it with using their hand and positioning of their hand. So they have some control around that and they feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that, when do you recommend people to add their hands. So it's just not tongue movements. Yes. So, and I love what you said around using your hand or a couple of fingers at the base of the cock so that you're shortening the shaft of it so that it's not penetrating you farther than that you're comfortable with. That's a, such an important technique. And I think that in terms of when to touch the shaft, I think that there's, again, no one size fits all rule. Sometimes when I'm pleasuring a penis, what I'm wanting to do is to tease and create anticipation. So I'll be caressing it, or maybe I'll be grabbing it really hard along the shaft, not grabbing and jerking, but just a, a firm, steady grab on a hard cock, not a soft cock can feel really great. But sometimes what I'm wanting to do is start with my mouth. I'm wanting to start with the licking and the kissing and the caressing and playing with the head of the cock. And then as I've kind of wet the cock and wet the shaft a little bit, then maybe I'll add my hand around the base of the cock and use it to create both firmness. Like I'll want to hold usually pretty firmly. Again, you'll calibrate with your lover. And, and making a motion where I'm moving with my mouth. So I'm creating more surface area because it's a combination now of my hand and my mouth that are going up and down the penis. And so that can also feel really great and can help me if I don't want to take the entire penis in my mouth or if my lover has a really large penis and it's hard to fit it all. Excellent. I know some people talk about like they like their balls being stimulated. Is that something mm -hmm. that you recommend as well? Yeah, I think a lot of people enjoy that. And when we're stimulating the balls, I think that a gentle massaging motion or a gentle tugging, tugging motion can feel really great. And some people like more intense sensation, but I would really be sure to communicate about that before you do that, because it can be a very sensitive area, of course. And in addition, you could do some kind of stroking or tickling sensation that could feel great. And then in addition to the balls, massaging the perineum can be really wonderful as well, which is the area between the scrotum and the anus. And so oftentimes if I'm massaging there, I'm using a bit of pressure and kind of pushing up 
And the reason why that can feel so good is it's putting some pressure on the prostate internally. And so that can be a way of stimulating the prostate without having to include any kind of anal penetration. Beautiful. And I think the other kind of challenge that some people have is around the taste of the calm, the semen. They feel like, you know, first of all, if, if you are planning to ejaculate or come at someone's mouth, I think it's important to talk about it before. It's not something that you surprise someone if that hasn't been communicated. I know sometimes women want to do that because they want to give that to their partner or they're neutral about it, but the taste is getting in their way. Is there any way that people can change the taste? You know, there is some research that shows that the taste of semen is impacted by the diet of the person. So um, there are certain foods and beverages that can make it more bitter tasting and certain beverages and food that may make it taste a little sweeter. But I don't know that that's going to be a sustainable life change. And so I think part of it is maybe not swallowing. You could spit it out is an option or communicating with your lover about not wanting them to ejaculate in your mouth. And so one of the reasons why I really like this technique of having my hand on the shaft as I am pleasuring the head of the cock with my mouth is that at, if, you know, I'll tell my lover, I don't want you to come in my mouth. And then either I'll have them tell me when they're going to come or maybe tap me. And then I can time it so that my hand is coming up and my mouth is coming off the penis, but my hand is still on it so that they're not feeling there's zero sensation happening as they're ejaculating, that there's still sensation happening. And sometimes it, they can't even tell that, they're, that my mouth is no longer on them because there's so much wetness and, and stuff there as well. And then finally, you can tell them, come on me. So that's a great thing if you feel comfortable with them ejaculating on your body, that can be really pleasurable for them. And it's another way to avoid having semen in your mouth if you're not enjoying it. I think it's really important to also when we're talking about pressure and the ways that we've been socialized around oral sex, we have been told that it's better if you swallow. And I think that that's just a really unfortunate misconception that creates a lot of pressure. And I know so many people out there with penises that don't care one way or the other, whether or not somebody swallows. And so I think figuring out what works for you is so important first and foremost, and then figuring out with your partner, okay, given this preference or need that I have, what are some ways that we can make it feel really pleasurable for you. Absolutely. It's a matter of communicating what works for you and kind of like negotiating with, with both for works for both parties. And I know sometimes people talk about kind of adding different flavors of things. I, I haven't had good experience with those because I feel like, you know, those are kind of like at least the funky tasting ones that I've seen. It wasn't necessarily the best. Have you found any products that's good in, in that area with kind of like changing the smell or taste? I also haven't found anything that I've enjoyed. I have a really hard time with some of those sticky, sweet tastes. And, and I also don't like the stickiness on the penis, particularly if I'm going to have um, penetrative sex afterwards. It doesn't feel so good for me to have that internally. So I would... I would recommend showering and bathing together first. That will not necessarily impact the taste of the semen, but it will impact the taste and the smell of their penis. And, and then working with uh, finding alternatives to swallowing. Absolutely. I want to remind people that even if you are doing oral sex, because people think about safe sex, they think it's all about penetration. So if I'm wearing condom, when we are having penetration, that's safe sex. But 
I want us to, I want them to also know that like you can get all sorts of STIs just with having non-penetrative sex. Mm-hmm, that's correct. And, you know, it's hard to give exact data around the risk of oral sex and STI transmission because we just, there, it's harder to collect data. People that are just having oral sex and then aren't moving to penetrative sex, but you can get every single, almost every single STI from oral sex and actually more so from fellatio than from cunnilingus. And so I think certainly having STI conversations, if you go to my website, there's on the list of resources, there's some STI handouts around how to have safer sex conversations with folks that can be really helpful. And so I think that that feeling empowered to have this conversation ahead of time is going to help the receiver feel, I mean, the giver feel more comfortable giving, which will help the receiver enjoy it more as well. Absolutely. And it's not only, as you mentioned, around oral sex, it could be around all sorts of sexual behaviors. You want to have peace of mind. You want to be in the moment. So if you are kind of worried about what I get, like I don't do this maneuver because I don't want to get STIs, it's not that easy. You cannot say like, if I do this and versus that, that guarantees that I'm not going to get any STIs. And the other piece is like, you cannot necessarily know with some of the STIs with just visual cues. Like sometimes people say like, visually, everything is okay. The person, there's no need to have an STI conversation or any precaution, but that's, that can be, that cannot be true for, for some of the STIs. But again, I don't want to be a kill, uh, killjoy. <laughs> Kind of giving blowjob can be fun for a giver and receiver. It's always helpful when we have that peace of mind. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that you mentioned your website, that you have resources there. So if people want to get a hold of you, they want to check out. I know you offer fantastic workshops. What are some of the places that they can go? You can go to my website, turnon.love, and you can find out about all the various workshops and classes that I'm offering. One of the classes that's coming up is a two-month-long course called Sexual and Emotional Intimacy Skills. That is a class I also teach at Stanford University that I think will really help give so many of the important fundamental skills so that we can maintain healthy and emotional, emotional and sexual intimacy. And then I also work with individuals and couples offering coaching around how to increase pleasure, how to get out of your head in bed, how to deal with communication challenges or healing from affairs or ruptures, bringing the spark back in relationships, dating and flirting, the list goes on. And so reaching out to me through my website is the best way to get a hold of me around my coaching practice and to find out more on my offering. Beautiful. So I encourage people to definitely check out the resources. The classes are fantastic. And thank you so much for joining us today, being so generous with the content. And it's always uh, such a fruitful conversation when I have you on the show. Thank you so much. It's been such a wonderful pleasure to be here. And I I love so much chatting with you. Have a good day. You too. I hope you guys found our conversation meaningful and you got some pointers on how to improve your skill when you're giving your partner oral sex. I want you to remember the most important skill that you can cultivate is talking to your partner about sex and giving feedback. Giving and receiving feedback will make you take you to another level of becoming an amazing lover because many of us try to use things that worked with our previous lovers and hope that translates okay. And if you want to make sure that you are becoming a masterful lover, it's really important to have these 
conversations with your partner. At the end, I want to thank our sponsors, Cozy Earth. As I mentioned, I got their sheets. They send it to me and I love the sheets so much that I ended up buying their long sleeve PJs for myself. And I'm so glad I did. It came in this very beautiful packaging and the PJs are so comfortable and they're just keep me cool and they're eco-friendly. I love everything about them. And I've been, I washed, I think the PJ so far, maybe like 20 times and I have the color black and the color remained the same. They looks brand new and just so comfortable that I wear it around the house. And it's sexy enough because one of the complaints I hear from couples in my practice is that my partner wears very unsexy PJs. So I'm very particular about the kind of a PJ I choose to to wear around the house and Cozy Earth passed that test. If you are interested to get the discount that they provide our listeners, make sure you are checking the link in the show notes and put down sexology when you're checking out to get 40% off. All right, I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content, visit www.sexologypodcast.com. Please be advised that information presented on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health provider.